0: Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy.
1: And welcome everybody, and thanks for joining us today. We're coming to you live from the Summit Lighthouse. This is the open door, the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters, and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. I'm Tom Schumacher
2: and I'm Terry Kennedy and I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello.
1: You know, as we climb the spiritual ladder, we are destined to encounter the Holy Spirit. This has been prophesied. But, you know, what does this mean? What would it be like and why does it matter? And how do we prepare for the descent of the Holy Spirit into our consciousness?
3: Indeed, I think it's, you know, the coming of the Holy Spirit has always had a sort of an aura of mystery about it. Very much so. Um, Yeah, I was going um, to agree. (laughs) (laughs) And it's something that, you know, we understand, certainly the teachings of Jesus, that he would send the Comforter, the Holy Spirit, how important it is. But for a lot of Christians, I think it's been a hard... Piece to fit into the puzzle. You know, what does the Holy Spirit look like? What does it feel like? Yeah. Do I have the gifts and so forth? And of course, we know from the the Pentecostal movement in the Christian Church, a lot of people claim the gift of speaking in tongues and so forth. And later on, I think we'll talk about that. We will, yeah. But for many people, it's 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 hard to get a handle on it. What does it exactly mean to have the Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. So could yeah. you tell us, Tom? <laughs> oh, yeah,
1: Boy, be, I'd be glad to. <laughs> well,
2: well, it's isn't... always been a mystery to me, too. You know, I mean, you talk about the nine
3: gifts of the Holy Spirit, and yeah. and, and it's, I don't know, it's just a little difficult. To come well, how do you that. know that you have it, I think, is one one question. Yeah. And, and you know, t- Santa Masters teach that the Holy Spirit is a person. It's not just, you know, a, a breeze that comes in, and of course it's that, <laughs> yeah. too. But we have an interesting, there's an office of the Holy Spirit. Mm -hmm. The person that occupies that now is by the name of the Maha Chohan. So it's like the office of the President of the United States. He may not be the embodiment of the Holy Spirit forever, throughout eternity, but for right now, that's the mantle he wears. And he's also known as the Maha Chohan, which means the Great Chohan. He's the the leader of the seven Chohans and the seven rays. So he's a being of very advanced light, and he embodies. The presence of the Holy Spirit.
1: You know, I've always thought of it in terms of breath, and I think that the Mahachohan is, you know, said to breathe life into us as we are born, as we enter, you know, this embodiment, and you know, it's it's a breath. It's often referred to as a flame. Uh, that the consciousness that is, revolves around this concept of the Holy Spirit is a. Flaming presence is a very, you know, viable presence that we can actually feel. And a lot of times it's equated with this process of conversion. We were talking about this before the show today, where there's that point you reach on the path where you turn and you return back to God.
3: And and Jesus teaches that you can't know the truth without the Holy Spirit. Exactly, He said, you can't know that I'm the Savior without the Holy Spirit. So we can all say that have have acknowledged and recognized Jesus as our Savior and uh, and our spiritual path, we must have at least a portion of the Holy Spirit, or we wouldn't be able to recognize that.
2: (laughs) (laughs) And and can you elaborate a little bit on what you said earlier uh, before the show um, on the fact that the Maha Chohan said that in order to have the Holy Spirit, there's one thing that you must have to begin with? Well,
3: of course, I think, and we'll talk about what Mm -hmm. are the requirements, and Mrs. Prophet talks about that in the lecture lectures we have. What do you need to get the Holy Spirit? But it's interesting, the Maha Chohan in one of his dictations said, That first of all, you need what we call the cosmic honor flame. And what that means is integrity of who you are. Your word is your word. It's good for it. You're honest, not only with yourself, but with God and with your fellow man. Because if you don't have that integrity of being, you can't be the chalice for the Holy Spirit. So you don't think of that necessarily as one of the first requirements. But if the Holy Spirit has to be able to trust us. That's right. In other words, if we're empowered by the Holy Spirit there must be a level of trust because of the light and the power that is bestowed upon us. So there's a a lot of humility we need. And of course, we don't want more than we can handle at any one time. And so, as we'll learn, the Holy Spirit sometimes comes in increments, you know, one gift at a time.
1: Well, you know, we, we recall the story of the disciples waiting in the upstairs room for the Holy Spirit to arrive. This was the prophesied return of the Holy Spirit Pentecost. And once they did receive the Holy Spirit, was a rushing of wind. It was the this, this great breath. And then they were able to heal the sick, raise the dead. I mean, they, they performed miracles. Speaking in tongues. Speaking in tongues, of course. Yeah, all the gifts basically were bestowed. But this is the same prophecy that was given to us too, the comforter, that we would at some point in our spiritual journey re, be the recipients of the Holy Spirit. So I want to just make that, kind of hold that point for a second because as we contemplate The Descent of the Holy Spirit, which we also refer to as this fire from heaven, we realize the importance of preparation, initiation, and readiness. So I think that we should play this first excerpt now from a lecture by Elizabeth Clare Prophet on the descent of the Holy Spirit, where she discusses the requirements for receiving the Holy Spirit. So let's listen to that first one now. Good.
4: This morning we have come together to speak about the waiting for the Holy Spirit. There is a great joy in our hearts as with anticipation we welcome the flame of the Holy Spirit. As I have meditated upon that spirit this week and prayed also for the healing flame of the Holy Spirit, I have thought and felt and received the concept of of what is that which is necessary as well as acceptable as the foundation for our receiving the Holy Spirit? I would like to take first of all a reading from Matthew 25. As we study in this scripture a threefold requirement of the law that prepares us individually and more importantly, as the community for the receiving of the Holy Spirit. Chapter 25 of the book of Matthew is divided into three parts. It gives three teachings on the Lord's return. The return of Christ Jesus, but more importantly, the return of the Holy Spirit which he promised. In the first part of the chapter there is the testing of our profession of the faith it is the testing of our trust in the second third of the chapter there is the testing of our service how we make our faith and our trust intelligent action intelligent action in the vineyard of the Lord which is our sacred labor while we attend the coming of the Spirit And finally, the testing of the individual and of the nations in the judgment, which comes by the flame of the Holy Spirit, by the action of love. In the first 13 verses, we have the parable of the ten virgins. They took their lamps and went forth to meet the bridegroom. Five were wise and five were foolish. The foolish took their lamps and took no oil. They took the consciousness of the soul. They took the vessels that God had given unto them, not only in the centers of God-awareness, but in the vehicles, the four lower bodies. But they did not take oil. Oil is the symbol of the energy of the mother. It comes out of the earth out of the earth mother and it rises from the earth as the energies of the kundalini rise from the base of the spine chakra the energies of the mother they took the vessel but they did not take the spirit to fill the vessel the energy so the bridegroom tarried the Christ our personal Savior tarries in the very center Of the consciousness of God in the central sun of being. Wherever that being is, we know where it is when we find it in the center of the heart, in the center of a cosmos. There is the biding place, the tarrying place of our Lord. And so they all slumbered and slept in the plains of Maya and illusion. In time and space, they were not quickened, they were not awakened. But at the certain hour, the hour of the midnight, the hour of the origin of cycles, the bridegroom comes forth from the white fire core to begin the new cycle of consciousness. And so the cry goes forth. It is sounded Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go ye out to meet him. So the virgins arose, but there were those who had their lamps trimmed, filled with light and therefore had the magnet of the Christ Consciousness to receive him. And there were those who did not, who had not garnered their energy during the period of the slumber and the sleep, during the period in transition in time and space. And so the wise virgins did not give away their energies unto the foolish. They told them to go and purchase for themselves. And while they went to do what they should have done during the appointed cycle, the bridegroom came and those that were ready went into the marriage feast, into the reunion of the soul with the I Am Presence. And the door to the Christ consciousness was closed, closed for a cycle of initiation. Those who were not ready came to the door and knocked and knocked again. Lord, Lord, open to us. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. Watch therefore, for ye know neither the day nor the hour wherein the Son of Man cometh. This is the parable of trust, of the profession of the faith, and the keeping of the faith. The keeping of the good will and the energies of God, for we must have light to receive light. We cannot receive that which we are not. And so the light which is the I am that I am, the garnering of that light, is the prerequisite for the coming of the Lord and the Lord's Spirit.
1: Uh, isn't it interesting that we cannot become what we are not? Indeed. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know, um, the other thing that's there, we've all heard this before, that we know not the day or the hour. A lot of the basis of this, of course, is based in faith and trust. I just find it fascinating that it's a common theme. It's been there throughout the ages and certainly throughout our embodiments. Well, I
3: think that we all know <clears throat> that there's embodiments we've wasted. <laughs> and we don't want to do that again.
1: No, we no. don't.
3: Especially when we have the knowledge. So we will work while we have the light and be ready when the bridegroom cometh. Well, yeah,
1: t- Time is of the essence. It certainly is. And speaking of time, let's take a short break. When we come back, we'll continue with this lecture on the gifts of the Holy Spirit. So please stay with us.
0: The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness.
5: access lesson one right now completely free no login required simply go to tsl.org slash keepers and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical ascended master teachings lessons are printed or available online for anytime anywhere access and anyone can join Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org keepers and prepare to accelerate.
6: Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door. Brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us. We
1: are back. You're listening to The Open Door from the Summit Lighthouse. And today we're talking about Fire from Heaven, the Descent of the Holy Spirit. And here again is Elizabeth Clare Prophet continuing her lecture on preparing for the Descent of the Holy Spirit.
4: Now, we see the testing of the profession of our faith. While we are keeping our lamps trimmed, we are expected to be these good servants who keep the energy of God and yet multiply that energy in the sacred labor for the multiplication of the Christ consciousness. And so this is the parable of the talents which you know well. Some received five And other five talents, and so forth. Some buried it, and some multiplied it, and the one who buried it is rebuked. And he says, For unto every one that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he hath. Cast ye the unprofitable servant unto outer darkness. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is the intelligent action of the Christ mind. It shows that there is reward for good works, and it shows that there is the separating of those who have not the good works. The Lord said unto him, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over a few things. I will make thee ruler over many things. Enter thou into the joy of thy Lord. The joy of the Lord is that entering into the consciousness of his coming, the same as the wise virgins. There was fear attendant upon the one who hid his talent in the earth. Fear. Fear of the Lord. Fear that he was an hard man, reaping where thou hast not sown, and gathering where thou hast not strawed. So by fear he lost the reward, he lost the kingdom or the consciousness of God. He became known as the wicked and the slothful servant. There is a very important testing of this action of the law because it is the use of the wisdom flame. Wisdom is the wise dominion of the Christ within us. If we do not exercise that wise dominion, we have no part in that joy of the Lord and there is no progress This teaching shows us the law of hierarchy, that as we are faithful over a few things, we are made a ruler over many things. The many things and the few things are the quantities of energy which God entrusts into our care. As a planet and a people, we have not made wise use of the energies entrusted to our care. We have misused and squandered our energies. As a nation, we must stand before God, calling for that forgiveness of sin and that Holy Spirit which David called for in the psalm which I read to you, Psalm 51. We see then that when we squander and misuse the light of wisdom and have not the wise dominion, we are cast from the center of Christ, from the marriage of the Lamb we see then that this testing of our sowing and our reaping, our sowing and our reaping, our garnering of energy and our using of energy, all precedes the coming of the Spirit. And during this period, as we go through this testing, there is the sifting, the sifting by the Christ of those who will be ready to receive the Holy Spirit on that day of Pentecost and those who will not be ready because they did not keep the faith in the absence of their Lord. The third part of the chapter, the testing of the individual, speaks of the coming of the Son of Man in his glory, and all the holy angels with him. Then shall he sit upon the throne of his glory. This coming of the Christ must always be interpreted as the coming into the throne within the heart. And Christ sitting upon that throne, reigning within the three-in-one of the sacred energy of the sacred fire that is the threefold flame within our hearts. And it says that before him shall be gathered all nations, all of the peoples, all of the tribes, the Gentiles. And he shall separate them one from another, as a shepherd divideth his sheep from the goats. The separating is according to the two factors which have preceded, the garnering of energy within the vessel and the working of the works of God and the multiplying of the energy entrusted to our care. Then shall the king say unto them on his right hand, Come ye, blessed of my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was in hunger and ye gave me meat, I was thirsty and ye gave me drink. I was a stranger and ye took me in, naked and ye clothed me, I was sick and ye visited me, I was in prison and ye came unto me. Then shall the righteous answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee and hungered and fed thee, or thirsty and gave thee drink? When saw we thee a stranger and took thee in, or naked and clothed thee? Or when saw we thee sick or in prison and came unto thee? And the king shall answer and say unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Inasmuch as ye have done it unto one of the least of these my brethren, Ye have done it unto me. Then shall he say also unto them on the left hand, Depart from me, ye cursed, into everlasting fire, Prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was an hungered, and ye gave me no meat. I was thirsty, and ye gave me no drink. I was a stranger, and ye took me not in. Naked, and ye clothed me not. Sick and in prison, and ye visited me not. Then shall they also answer him, saying, Lord, when saw we thee an hungered or a thirst, or a stranger, or naked, or sick, or in prison, and did not minister unto thee? Then shall he answer unto them, saying, Verily, verily, I say unto you, inasmuch as ye did it not to one of the least of these, ye did it not to me. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous unto eternal life. The everlasting punishment and the eternal life refers to the judgment when the soul's of God are either made permanent in the being of God through the ritual of the ascension, or they pass through the court of the sacred fire through the second death. This is the canceling out of that individuality that has not confirmed the light of God. It is the absolute mercy of the cosmos that that energy that has not been used to glorify God, or the consciousness that has not been used to glorify God, be returned to the great source that Christ be crucified in flesh and blood no longer. We see then that we are given the opportunity day by day to show whether or not we are ready to receive Jesus the Christ in the person of Jesus the Christ. The Ascended Masters have told us that they are testing us constantly according to how we deal with one another and every part of life. And they know that how we treat one another is how we would treat the Master. This is the law, the absolute law of the cosmos. And when we receive one another in the Spirit of the Christ and have that dedication of service, no matter who is calling, no matter who is knocking, then we come into that place when all other requirements are made that we receive the Savior as Mary Magdalene recognized her Rabboni. We are able to recognize Jesus the Christ, resurrected, to distinguish him from the gardener, to know that this truly is the Lord, the living Christ, not to be confused because we have not garnered the energy, we have not the light, we have not multiplied our talents, and therefore we are not able to perceive. The threefold action of the law, then, must be fulfilled in us individually before we can receive the Holy Spirit.
1: Yes. <laughs> what, you know, what I think we just heard is a great prescription for overcoming human limitation and embracing the Christ consciousness and our, our true inheritance. This is a victory formula. Faith, intelligent action, and service to the action of love.
3: You know, and we realize it is the gift of the Holy Spirit, but we have to prepare our chalice to receive that gift. In other words, the gift has to go someplace. And for it to be received, then we must prepare.
1: Indeed, and of course the admonition, don't squander into the light. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you know, we must work while we have it. You know, I think it's pretty amazing because th- this breaks it down, again, I used the word victory formula a moment ago, but we often talk about... These keys, you know, that unlock these great doors of wisdom and consciousness, and here's one of them, that this is not hard to understand, that what we can do, no matter what your motivation behind it might be, but having faith, keeping the faith, you, utilizing intelligent action, and loving your neighbor as yourself. Receiving and your, all
3: as you would receive Jesus.
1: Oh, my gosh. You know, and uh, something else that we were going to talk about, and I kind of defer this to you at the end of the beginning of the next segment, Said is that the, uh, for unto everyone that hath shall be given, and he shall have abundance, but from him that hath not shall be taken away even that which he
3: hath. You know, that's always been a tough verse, <laughs> hasn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember yeah. reading that as a child, and I thought, well, that doesn't seem fair. <laughs> if know. people don't have it, shouldn't we give them some of ours? Uh, you know, but yeah. what is referred here to This is the teaching primarily on the fallen angels and those that embrace the path of the fallen angels. Now, So think about this. When the fallen angels fell, they had a certain amount of light. Lucifer was a very high archangel, so he had a tremendous amount of light in his aura and his being. Mm -hmm. So he retained that light when he fell, but he was cut off. And so slowly over a period of time, they used up the light that they had, and whatever light they had left, you know, because they, they hadn't used God's energy properly, this is the light that would be taken from them. In other words, they they have chosen to rebel against God. They they aren't getting more light. They've used up pretty much all they have. And whatever they have left, when they, it's time for their judgment, that will be taken from them. So Indeed. there's the logic of that. And, you know, I'm, I'm reminded in the book of Enoch, the Watchers, who were a band of fallen angels, when they fell, they went back to Enoch, and they said, could you please go tell to God, talk to God? And, you know, we want to break here, you know? <laughs> yeah, right. you know. We don't want to give up our rebellion, but we don't want to, you know,
5: yeah.
3: be in outer darkness. And God said, no, you can't. And so this is, this is why the line has been drawn. It's not that God is cruel or tyrannical. It's that by choice, people have rejected God, and they cannot receive any more light, and that which they have will be taken.
1: And, it, and this is the law.
2: Yeah, it's like there's only so much gas in the tank, you know? And it doesn't matter their drive, where they're going. When it runs out, it runs out. Well, yeah. they
1: try to siphon it from us. Yeah, That's right. <laughs> We've talked about that a lot. We have. Yeah. Well, uh, let's take a break. We'll be back in a couple minutes for more on Fire from Heaven, the Descent of the Holy Spirit. Please stay with us.
0: Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel.
7: At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self.
6: For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads.
0: This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And thanks for staying with us,
1: everybody. We are back. This is The Open Door. And today, we're talking about the descent of the Holy Spirit. I'm feeling the Holy Spirit.
2: Yeah, it's it's real <laughs> mystical, but it's a lot of fun. It's, uh, you know, it's kind of, it has its it has its uh, points of mystery to me, and, and some of this is getting explained, which is well, you know, w- really good. W-
1: and you're right. What is not a mystery is the formula for preparing and being ready for the Holy Spirit, which is again, you know, the the test of faith, trust, yeah. the intelligent action, and the service through the action of love. And those are great rules to live by, no matter what you're doing. Indeed. Or who you are, yeah. you know, yeah. where you are,
2: and you're going to be ready when it when it comes in. If you can get those things squared away, it'll start flowing in a little bit. Well, you time. know, we
1: were talking about who we know pretty well, who was actually, in fact, you met him, Terry, who was uh, preparing for the Holy Spirit, who who basically was just adamant about receiving the Holy Spirit and would not take no for an answer. And that was, of course, Mark Prophet. And, yeah. and the
3: interesting thing is, it wasn't when he was a boy; he had an awareness. He was a very devout child and awareness of the one of the Holy Spirit. So what he did. He was, he was born in Wisconsin, grew up in a nice little house in a small town there, and he used to go up to the attic to pray, and he made himself a little altar there, and the story he tells is that he would be up there in the summer when it was 110 degrees, yeah. and he'd be up there in the winter when it was frigid cold, we I mean, know how cold Wisconsin gets, yeah. and, but he desired so strongly the Holy Spirit, and he prayed, and he prayed for hours on end, and it's interesting because, you know, I even ask myself, have I taken that level of devotion you know, to the Holy Spirit. He knew that's what he needed, and so he went after it. And, of course, um, I think I've shared with you gentlemen and with the audience in the past, I grew up and I my family attended a Pentecostal church for many years. Mm-hmm. And, of course, speaking in tongues is one of the earmarks of the Pentecostals. And, and so for some Christians, that's, you know, that's a road they don't want to go down, <laughs> yeah. and uh, to put it mildly, um, and they kind of ignore it. But, of course, the speaking in tongues is one of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, and the Bible talks about it. But what I wanted to point out here was um, there, are, there is the, role, the real Holy Spirit, and then there's what we call the false harky imposter. In other yeah. words, there's spirits that are not of God and of the light that pose as the Holy Spirit. And so that's why in seeking the Holy Spirit, you know, we don't storm heaven. We have an earnest desire, but it's based on the humility of our hearts and the desire to serve others, not to quote-unquote get it because it gives us power and so forth. And even in the Pentecostal church I went to, this is interesting, the minister sometimes, and people at a certain period in the service would speak out in tongues, and then you wouldn't know what they were saying, and then someone (laughs) would interpret it, give the interpretation. And I can remember the minister in this church saying at a certain point, that one that person just gave was not the Holy Spirit. So even he had the awareness that there was the true Holy Spirit and the false one. And the challenge is, and certainly I saw this in that movement, is that there was so much pressure on people to receive the Holy Spirit, that was sort of your, mm-hmm. your passport into you're really a Christian, that people sought it um, so strongly, perhaps with the not right, right motivation, and so the imposter of the Holy Spirit came into their temple instead, which, of course, nobody wants that. So with mm-hmm. the teachings of Santa Masters, we make calls to Archangel Michael for our protection. We don't, you know, obviously, if we want... The Holy Spirit, we the real Holy Spirit. Yeah, we and so we, we are adamant in our desire to receive that because God says to prepare it, but we are patient and wait upon the Lord as that comes to us. So we want to make sure we have the right motivation um, to receive the Holy Spirit.
1: And of course, you know, we're talking about discernment. Let's talk for a minute about how we can make sure through discernment that we are seeing the real thing as opposed to the false hierarchy.
2: Well yeah I show I've, forth your light. what as a <laughs> as a young boy, um what what was your sense? I mean, did you have a would you ha had an inner sense that yes, that sounds like the Holy Spirit, no, that doesn't sound you know, like I the Holy found Spirit. It, I'm it, just I curious.
3: Like some of them were very beautiful, but some were like weeping and you know, they were de- they're almost depressing. The people were crying and I said that doesn't feel right. Does the
2: holy roller thing fit into that scene also? Is that another sect?
3: Well, they didn't. They weren't doing that in the church I was in. They weren't rolling in the aisles. But uh, (laughs) and you know, I got to say, there were some beautiful souls in this church. Sure, I mean, there's no question about it in every Christian church. But I think some of them did lack the discernment and were so eager for a manifestation in their lives, they were willing to settle. Maybe they had, on the outer, they didn't realize that. They were able to settle for the imposter of the Holy Spirit, which, of course, is far worse than not getting the Holy Spirit. Right. To have that, it's like a demon in your temple. And so, you know, you want to make calls on that. But we can't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. You know, there's a part of the Bible that says there's the one unforgivable sin is against the Holy Spirit. And, you know, that kind of scares people off. You know, I don't <laughs> want to go near there because I don't know what the unforgivable sin is. But, of course, the unforgivable sin is rejecting God.
1: I'm rejecting God. Uh,
3: and so even if you rejected God in the past, you can turn around and accept God. So it's as only as you continue to reject God that it is unforgivable.
1: Well, in terms of the degree to which we receive the gifts, the statement was made early on in that lecture that we heard from Mrs. Prophet, that we cannot be given what we do not qualify to receive.
3: Right. And and sometimes the Holy Spirit will give you one of the gifts, or a a time when you can have a portion of the gift to see how you use it. If people are in this for their own ego fulfillment, you know, I have the gift of the Holy Spirit, whichever one it is, you know, I mean... We know that's not the way we need to be. To be. Right. We have to come in humility. God is the doer. We are the instrument. The, the Holy Spirit is a gift of God. And we come in humility and love in gratitude for that presence of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, it comes as the comforter. Now, doesn't that sound nice? I mean, just that word, the comforter. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, I want the Holy Spirit. You know, I, I mean, of course I want to be comforted. But it, it's just a, such a beautiful thing that Jesus sent the Holy Spirit. He said, I'm leaving, but the Holy Spirit will come. So when you think about it, of course we want the Holy Spirit.
1: I will not leave you comfortless. Yeah. Uh,
3: let me
2: ask about the uh, the gift of healing, uh, because <clears throat> I think there are a lot of wonderful healers. Um, we don't necessarily advocate uh the laying on of hands and the and the commanding that somebody let's say get up out of a wheelchair or yeah. throw their crutches away because what happens is you you have a tendency if you do that to take on the karma of what that person is trying if to balance not the entities yeah and and can you talk well, a little is, bit about that well it
3: is i mean healing you know we, of course everyone wants healing at the physical level because that's where it hurts right mm-hmm. Right. Um, but healing must become must begin at the etheric level or the spiritual level of our being and it comes down to the various parts of our four lower bodies. And finally it comes to the physical. But we're all looking for, let's I want to get rid of this pain or whatever it is, which is understandable. But what happens is if we don't, we have to go to the cause of the, the which may be karma. So the karma has to be balanced, obviously somehow. And then it's kind of a process of healing that God brings to us. When the faith healers which I know are good intention, the vast right. majority of them, but they just want to help people. The laying of hands and someone is appears to be healed, that faith healer takes the karma of that person without that person learning the lesson of whatever that is. And so not only does this the, the faith healer get burdened then with that weight, but the person doesn't learn their lesson. And if you study a lot of the healings that do take in, place in these things, within a year, The vast majority of them reverse. Mm -hmm. Oh, interesting. So it's not wrong to seek healing, but it's seek seek ye first the kingdom of God. You know, God, what do I need to learn from this? What do I need to do? And, of course, you take the practical steps. God has used modern medicine to help you with healing. I'm not saying there can't be healing because there can be. But I think we have to be careful not just to look for physical relief, but to go to the cause and core of whatever it is. So the Holy Spirit said one of his gifts is the gift of healing. So maybe that's a healing of your soul that may or may not reflect physically in your body. You never oh, yeah. know. Yeah. So it's how you approach it, I think, is, is the key.
1: Well, and I think we always adjust our prayers and calls for healing to the will of God.
3: Yes. Well, it's like people that go to Lourdes, you know. I mean, there's been thousands of people healed by going in the water at Lourdes, but there's probably been millions that haven't been healed. So and you there's know, reasons I, for that. When I think of Mark Prophet in The
2: Gift of Healing, <laughs> I think just the words that he spoke were healing to me. Sure. So is that... The manifestation of the gift of healing through Mark Prophet, if he is
3: speaking the words that will heal the souls of those who hear him, yeah, it's not just physical relief we're looking for. Yeah, exactly, right, you know. And so, healing—you're right—comes in different forms. Well, okay. I think that
1: there's another aspect to this too: is that the healing that you receive might be a recognition, it might be an increase in your consciousness to understand why you have this particular malady or condition. Right. That's the, true. That the healing comes in under under our psychology.
3: Right. And, and, you know, I, I love, too, the verse where Paul says, you know, he says, I got this thorn on my side. I asked Jesus three times to remove it. You know, Jesus, did you hear me the first time? Did you hear <laughs> me the second time? And Jesus said, my grace is sufficient unto thee. Yeah. In other words, he wasn't going to heal Paul of that. Didn't mean he didn't love Paul. Of course he loved Paul. But he, it would help Paul stay humble, didn't it? Well, and
1: yeah. the law of karma is a merciful law, really. Yeah.
3: yeah. So it's not wrong to seek healing. But we must seek God first and realize healing, as you suggest, Terry, comes in many different forms. Yes.
1: Well, what are an- another one or two of the uh, the gifts?
3: Well, we've kind of talked about the gift
2: of faith and the gift of prophecy. And when I was uh, doing a little research on this, uh, prophecy could be, as I remember, kind of uh, saying the things to people that really that that they need to hear. In other words, if I if I sense that you're burdened, Tom, mm-hmm. about something, and if I try and make the attunement, and I try and address maybe or say something that might be of assistance, it, that could be a part of the gift of prophecy. Well, I think Am that, I
3: correct? You're absolutely right. Yeah. And prophecy is not given to pronounce doom on people. Right. Prophecy right. is given to allow people to change. <clears throat> you know because it do- prophecy whether we're talking about world prophecy or Nostradamus or personal or whatever it doesn't have to be prophecy is given so people can change mm-hmm. and if people change doesn't have to you remember the story of Jonah is, uh, in the bible you know oh, and yeah. you know and if you don't repent you know god's going to bring fire and and so forth on you And then they repented, and and Jonah said, well, you know, hey, what's going on here? (laughs) Nothing bad happened. Yeah, but that was (laughs) the whole point of sending Jonah so that they would repent. So prophecy is a wonderful thing because what it says is if you don't change the direction you're going, this is where you're going to end up. But you know what? You have free will. You can change, and that's true on a personal level. And also on a planetary level, and of course, that's why we use talk so much about the violet flame, the return of karma on the planet. All these things can be changed if we choose to do the things that will help that change happen. Right. Yeah. Right. I, can I? The, one other one I think is so important is the discernment of spirits. We talked a little bit about that. We can go before, into that some more. But for sure. it's it's so important to ask the Holy Spirit because people are fooled. They're fooled by the false imposter of the Holy Spirit. They're fooled by people that come saying the right words. Yep. Yeah. But they do have not the spirit of God, have not the truth in them. And people are, you know, because they, oh, they're so nice and the, everything they say is true, <laughs> but they don't have the discernment of the vibration or the soul or what's going on in this person. What are their true motivations? And so praying for the gift of discernment, and even in business transactions, it's a nice thing to have. But in our spiritual path, you know, we have people that can say exactly the right things in exactly the right tone, but their hearts are as ravening wolves. Right. And, I'm, you know, I'm sorry to say that, not that we're paranoid, but, you know, we want to love everybody, but this gift of discernment will allow you to say, there's something not right about it. Have you ever felt that, you know, there's something about yeah. that person that mm-hmm. I don't feel right about? That you're not, gut feeling. You're not making a judgment, yeah. but you're exercising discernment. And so, in spite of all the right words they say, quote-unquote you know pay attention to that well, right we have, we
1: have soul right. readings we've talked about auric readings where you kind of know something about somebody non verbally you just encounter them and instantly you have this awareness
3: right hmm, you know and, and but we tend to, to discount that you know oh they 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 they're they're, they, you know, they're, they're, they're nice saying people. all the right things i shouldn't be thinking that about that person yeah. and but you have to honor that because it's your soul and your holy christ self speaking to you this vibration is not right
1: well and there is a level of responsibility we have to remember too and that is that ignorance is no excuse I mean, that there are certain things we can know if we make the correct calls.
3: Well, you know, I counsel people sometimes on economic issues and budgeting and so forth. And people will come to me and um, I hear some of the financial schemes they get involved in. And I, I mean, you know, I have the inward groan because why couldn't they see, you know, mm-hmm. it was too good to be true.
1: Right, no freedom. You know, and,
3: they just, and these are sweet people, mm-hmm. but they get taken in by something like that because... Mm-hmm. They haven't had the discernment of spirits so we're not afraid of life but we honor that when it comes to us
1: well we're talking today about the uh descent of the holy spirit and we're discussing in this moment some of the gifts let's take a break right now when we come back maybe we'll talk about the gift of miracles Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> but we'll be back in about two minutes so please stay with us
0: The voice america seventh wave channel be extraordinary be the change
6: those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything it is the nature of a spiritual seeker they look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all the summit lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the ascended masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books go to www.summitlighthouse.org
5: forward slash radio downloads. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself access lesson 1 right now completely free, no login required simply go to tsl.org keepers and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical ascended master teachings lessons are printed or available online for anytime, anywhere access and anyone can join discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential become a keeper of the flame today and awaken to the light within please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate.
0: The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show.
1: And thanks everyone for staying with us. We are talking today about the Holy Spirit, the fire from heaven, and reminded of the story of the disciples again waiting in the upper room for the descent of the Holy Spirit. And when they finally arrived, they were able to do a lot of things they couldn't do before. They were healing the sick, raising the dead. of course, we recognize these as miracles. And, you know, one of the questions is, when do we know that a miracle is in fact a miracle? It's a miracle we're here, today, you know. To, you know well, a
2: matter of scale. You know, some of the modern day miracles are, uh, you know, people will pl- pray to uh, Padre Pio, for instance, and they'll be completely healed of a cancer. It's just, you know, they go back to the doctor, and it's just absolutely not there anymore. Yeah. So there's one example, and I and, and in some of the research, you know, uh, a couple of three things: miracle defined as an invention an intervention in the natural universe of God, a phenomena that transcends natural laws, and a divine act by which God reveals himself to people.
3: But, but I think that's the traditional interpretation though, is, by yeah. the Christian church. Right. But our interpretation, the Senate Masters, would be that it's all part of the law. In other words, it's not like God is saying this law is no longer in effect. Exactly. It's a manifestation <laughs> of the law. And it's, yeah. it's what's so interesting. Remember in the Bible when uh, the blind man and the the apostles asked me, no, was this meant? Was the sin of his father or his parents, or of him that brought oh, this? Him, He yeah. said, "Neither, to, but to the glory of God." And interesting, the teaching to, to we demonstrate have the law have on this was that soul volunteered to embody and be blind <laughs> so that Jesus could heal him. <laughs> I know to be amazing. the demonstration. So yeah. it's 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 fascinating. But yes, there are miraculous things that happen. You know, and again, based on the law and the position of the soul, what we have to be careful with. And we've been warned about this from the from the ascended masters. Is those that seek after phenomena, in other words, instead of seeking from the desire of their heart to know and feel God, they're looking for outer manifestations. This is why psychics are popular. You know, mm-hmm. they can produce you know information supposedly from the other side, um, and some of the quality might be questionable. Let's put it <laughs> that way. But you know, we're looking for not phenomena, and you know, it's uh, the Apostle Paul who had to re-embody because of the stoning of Stephen, he had the karma of mm-hmm. Stephen's death, he came back as as Hilarion, which was a Christian healer from, I forget, second or third century, I don't remember. But he could heal people, and he had to flee to the desert, because people, you can imagine, they wouldn't leave him alone. Yes. He couldn't get away from people. <laughs> so, you know, that's one reason we don't have somebody going around doing these massive healings, because they they wouldn't have time to eat or sleep. <laughs> They'd be so besieged. So miracles... Yeah you know, come in different forms. They are the outpitching of the law. There is the mercy of God and the grace of God. But we have to be careful, again, what do we seek, whether it's healing or a miracle or whatever. What is the motivation? What's the desire? Is it just to be rid of something or is it part of our walk with God? And when we talk about the violet flame, uh,
2: many things that will happen in a person's life might seem... Uh, miraculous but the violet flame
3: is a scientific flame and so there is a science behind it. It's a part of
1: the law.
2: It's a part of the law. And
3: by using the violet flame it's a miracle that you do not have to experience the full force of a karma. Why do people suddenly go out of you know leave embodiment all of a sudden? We hear that where suddenly something happens and one day they hear this sometimes bizarre thing happen to them and they're gone immediately. It's the descent of a tremendous amount of karma that causes that the use of the violet flame can mitigate and in many cases prevent those things and in my mind that is a miracle yes as well as a gift of mercy and grace
1: do you do you feel that the holy spirit also imbues science to the extent that some inventions uh, for example giving people the ability to hear for the first time in their lives that that's miraculous
3: it is you know it's an inspiration mm-hmm. that comes mm-hmm. there's actually an uh, ascended lady master Leonora which I wasn't familiar with and I looked her up and she actually works with scientific inventions mm-hmm. and she gets people to come to her retreat on the etheric plane where they learn things that will help mankind now isn't that a miracle and a grace then someone brings it down of course they think they invented it but that's okay <laughs> but that mankind benefits
1: well uh... America is a
3: miracle. Well, the freedom. I mean, <laughs> how many countries in the world could we be doing what we're doing right now? Yeah. I mean, there aren't that many. So the opportunity that we have is a miracle and, and, and the violet flame. And so they're only good if we take advantage of them and we use them. And so that's our responsibility. And, and what I think is a miracle about America is that the souls
2: who are a part of the 12 tribes sensed at some level that they needed to emigrate here and so that they could, uh, legally and lawfully, let me, let me <laughs> yes. add, um, and to become a part of this grand mandala of the 12
3: tribes, uh, come, and, and, come again. And you don't have to physically live in America to be part of the I am right. race. And of course, That's America true. spells the I am race. But the point is, and we know there's a few fallen angels in this country as well, <laughs> but it's an opportunity and it's the sponsorship of freedom. And when in recorded history have we ever had this before? And we are uh,
2: we are intended to be an example to yeah. all the other nations. Yeah. Yeah.
1: That shiny light on a hill.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, it's is interesting. I don't mean to be facetious about this, but you could imagine an immigration test where somebody is asking you as you're coming in, are you are you one of the twelve tribes? <laughs> <laughs> which
3: tribe are you? <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's right. Which which root race? <laughs> oh, I know. My goodness. Well, you know, once again, we're talking today about something that is, I think. Pervasive, and that is the the Holy Spirit is is life, is breath, it's the flame, the fire of God, fire from heaven, and we are told we we are given this assurance that this this Holy Spirit will become part of our consciousness it, as we prepare
3: ourselves. Yeah, and don't be afraid of the Holy Spirit. Exactly, that's good it's going you know, there. Don't mm-hmm. be afraid. I mean, it's a comforter. You know, yeah, I mean, it's a comforter. You know, do I meet the standards? Am I going to offend the Holy Spirit? You know, you can go this. You know, be as you suggest of those three things. As we walk a Christian path of love and charity and giving to others, we can ask for the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yes, it's a gift, but we have to ask for it too. I mean, it may come to some people because they so magnetize it. But Mark Prophet asked for it. He was on his knees night and day in 110 and 10 below zero, praying for the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit wants to know you're sincere. And again, it's not storming heaven. But you have prepared the chalice for the Holy Spirit, and you seek it.
1: Well, storming heaven is an interesting concept, because we're talking about being faithful but patient. Yeah. You know, but the time is shortened for the elect.
3: Yeah. (laughs) So, and and we don't want to be empowered with something that we're going to make more karma with, you know, or bad karma. We Mm. only want those gifts that we can use. In other words, God, don't give me more than I can appropriately use, whether it's light or energy, or even all the gifts of the Holy Spirit, you know, and so that's always the balancing factor. Tom, uh, before before
2: we close out, and we're real close. I want to I want to say that we have a picture of the of the ascended master who occupies the office of the, uh, Holy, Spirit. Of the Holy Spirit, which we call the Maha Chohan, the Great which we Lord. talked about mm-hmm. the Great Lord, and if people are interested, they can get one of those. They could probably get a wallet card, or they can get a five by seven or something. So. And and I'll give my little web radio at TSL dot org at this point. So stay in touch with us at webradio at TSL dot org.
1: Yeah, and if you want to, by all means please visit website summitlighthouse.org. And you can also get there at TSL.org and uh, in the search bar put image of the Maha Chohan. Yeah. Yeah. Or books. You know, Holy Spirit, just put it there. You'll get all kinds And, of and we
3: have a book called Fire from Heaven.
1: We do, and that's actually being uh, edited right now as we speak. It's not probably available currently, but it will be again soon. But it's a wonderful book about, among other things, the Holy Spirit and conversion. So anyway. This has been fun. It has been great. It's been just filled with the Holy Spirit. Come Holy
3: Spirit, enlighten me. (laughs) Come Holy Spirit,
1: enlighten me. Well, I want to thank all of you for being part of our, our, our mandala, our alchemy show. I mean, without you, of course, there's no reason for us to be doing this. So thank you all for listening in, for tuning in to The Open Door. And we invite you to tune in again. We have, uh, you can go to our homepage, tsl.org, look up the Open Door Radio Show. You'll see archives for the last five and a half years of great programs. And uh, feel free to download one and listen. Yeah. And as we like to say, though the upward path may be difficult, the rewards are out 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 of this this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you. Bye-bye.
0: Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.